Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Dan? Or of course, I'm going to say welcome back to the 14 Questions Podcast. All right, now that we've How have you been, my friend? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. That's okay. That's good. Doing all right. That's good. What are we talking about? We're talking about uh, tech stuff. Tech stuff. Boy, we do a lot of that these days, don't we? There's a lot of it in the news. I mean, today kind of takes a cake, in my opinion. You know, in these two stories that I just ran across while researching this thing 24 hours before we recorded. But, you know, where we're going to go is basically what's happening in Ohio. Because, you know, Ohio that, you know, didn't fly a plane. That was North Carolina for our listeners. Ooh, Randall, those are fighting like, words. <laughs> Them's fighting words, as they about, say. He knows, a, he, he knows a thing or two about Ohio. But, yeah. So I thought I thought it'd be just kind of only because for no other reason, if you Google the thing right now, you know, the AP and the NPRs and stuff, I mean, there's some batshit crazy stuff going on. I mean, there's yeah, always batshit crazy. <laughs> I think yeah, but th- this is the simulation is we live in has been rewritten for like they, they turned batshit crazy from like a two to about a nine. Somewhere around 2016, I think. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the <laughs> fact that tech, the technology section, you know, and the national public radio fees and the APs and all this kind of stuff, or as of January 25th today, we're recording on a, on a Tuesday today, 2022 at 5.50 p.m. Eastern, Tim Cook re- wins a restraining order against this woman. That apparently has been, I mean, I read through this article and I'm like, this, this is nuts. Yeah, because she, she, she accuses she has like the illegitimate love child twins of Tim Cook, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe she does. I mean, she, you know, when you're that it, rich, you can make things go away. <laughs> well, I mean, she shows up in a Porsche. He gets like hauled off one time at his house. The security comes out there. Another time she shows up, they, they do something. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have a valid license. So they, they seize her car. And then I guess, I guess she's been, I don't even, if I knew you could just like email Tim Cook on the regular, maybe <laughs> like I would have done it years ago. Yeah. Right. Cause she sent several hundred emails and you have to go, well, where did you find that address? You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, and then and then opened up corporations, it, 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 and then listed him as like the the CEO of them. <laughs> like, did you get that far into the into the one reference that I sent? No, I, I, mean, I it's sure crazy. didn't. That's, yeah, that's funny. So I'm trying to think who who reported this out initially. So this was uh, Bobby Bobby Allen from the I'm reading the NPR side and claim on the, a bit of this, but there's like trying to follow this. So. You know, she was threatening and highly disturbing. Yeah, we get all that. I mean, this is, you know, I guess it's, you know, it's, it, it is Tim Cook after all, Apple. Um, and apparently around September 21, she became obsessed with him, you know, and was like claiming to be a roommate or was staying in some, I don't know, some Airbnb and said she had, a, I, I don't know, you know, and she had a pretty nice Porsche too, by the way, but yeah. Um, she had so they had discovered that she she would she would list Cook as the corporate officer in these fake organizations, 
and included his home address. <laughs> I mean, like to, <laughs> to what end was she doing all of this? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, now she's threatening to like burn his house down and stuff. I yeah. mean, sounds like, sounds like Tim's it, got a stalker situation. I mean, does she have an Android phone or an Apple? There's an easy way to figure out what's going on here, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, I guess they don't cross that line at Apple. I mean, I shouldn't make fun of this. This is actually pretty serious. No, it's a super serious serious thing, but yeah, Yeah. she's, she's probably over there trying to slip air tags into his, his shoes and stuff, not realizing they came up with a solution for just that, that use. Yeah. They'll let you know, right? So if an air tag, we covered this in another episode, but now that I've purchased some air tags, we'll just touch on this for a hot second. I'm, I am currently putting them through their paces and we will up, we'll do an update on that episode, but yeah, yeah, they do. they do inform you if there is a, um, what would you call that? A suspicious air tag or a, an air tag that does not belong to you that has been with you for too long. Yes. Yes. Your phone will notify you and say, Hey, there's a, tracking device that's been close to you for X amount of time. And, I don't and, think and it's it'll yours. actually show you. Well, and it'll actually show you like where you were during the whole time. So the, the wife and I went shopping, you know, we went up, we went up, you know, an hour up the road because we like to hit a couple of specialty places. And I get an alert when I get home, like this suspicious person has been with you. <laughs> it shows me, you know, where they've been the whole time. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's my wife. Yeah. Cause she has one in her keychain, but anyhow, we'll, I'll, we'll I'll be it. She is suspicious. So it, it wasn't wrong. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other, the other crazy stuff that we, we, we just got to touch on this because again, January 24th, yesterday, 7.07 PM Eastern, Bobby Allen again reports out. I, Elizabeth Holmes is back in the news. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and this one and, and nothing, cause this could be quite serious. You know, she allegedly had some, some issues when she was at Princeton with a, with a report that she filed. I don't think anybody was convicted much went further, but on a sexual assault, but she apparently brought it up, um, during her trial. Okay. And, I think it's, it'll sort of, it, this is going to get really murky, I think, because the, the boyfriend, right, the, she was a CEO and then her, basically her partner, I'm looking for his name. I know his nickname's Sonny. She had brought up that he's, he always said that she would be protected because she had brought this up. I mean, it, it kind of shocking to me. This would, this was back when she was 19 years old, so nearly a decade ago, but this is when she was, um, founding Theranos yeah. and put all her effort, you know, she focused all her effort into this company. So there's this thread of whatever's going on there over in Theranos line land. And I think I remarked before we started recording tonight, you know, I'll give Theranos some lane of you're a technology company, but you kind of grifted and got caught. So I'm really not sure what they I think they were on to something, but a, this is all a little odd. This Theranos stuff is a little odd. Yeah, what a what a tangled web she wove, as it were. So, and it, it's yeah, just, and it, they know. well, they referenced the book by the by the jur- journalist um, John uh, Carew, I think it's C A R R E 
Y-R-U-O, um, Bad Blood. And they had unearthed some of this stuff and, and some of these other, you know, mentions um, prior to all of this getting into the court system and doing a thing. But um, for folks that haven't followed along, Elizabeth Holmes founded a company. Uh, she went to trial. What did we decide? She had, she was charged four out of the 11 charges. Yeah. Five? She had pretty she big, pretty big found, found guilty of four of the 11. So a little bit of yeah. wire fraud or something like that, you know, to tune of hundred million or so. No big deal. No big deal. Things. Yeah. <laughs> On the world, of, you know, drifting in tech. No, not so much. But yeah, so it, I guess later this year, um, you know, she has she's facing sentencing, and then obviously this this boyfriend, which she claimed was abusive or something to him as well, he's facing his own separate trial. So again, we're not attorneys. I'll follow. I follow a few on podcasts, so we'll see what they say yeah. about this. That's worth a mention because we have messy. talked about Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes a few times yeah. on the show. So you know, if it hits in the news, it hits in the news, and there it is, right? So the tech story we want to do, we want to cover it. We don't want to mention for anybody who hasn't noticed it is what's going on in Ohio. And this was, this was, this came out January 21, 2022 at 1058 AM. And it came over the AP wire. And that's the, uh, the fact that Intel is building a pretty big facility in Ohio. Yeah. They're, they're investing a little bit of money <coughs> to uh, start manufacturing chips here in the United States. What was it? Some some twenty billion dollars, I think. Yeah, it's the largest single private investment ever made in that state, and you know, it's not lost to me that that state has some pretty big companies and some pretty big tech players. I think we've we've discussed this because you know that's your that's your old stomping ground. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Ohio. You know, aside from being somewhat related to the automobile industry, also has. An incredible number of DOD contracts and things that are there. Um, I think it was, I read a statistic recently, like it's something like 40% or something of that ilk of all the DOD contracts are, are held by companies and corporations in Ohio, which is staggering. So it makes me wonder if Intel's gone, well, you know, if we're going to be making chips and things that are a little more specialized, perhaps. We might want to just keep Maybe, it close. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what well, the motivation two, is for it. Well, for uh, two things, for the listeners, DOD, especially for the listeners abroad, so that's Department of Defense. So that's your, you know, to to the to the history of Ohio, right? They still do a lot of aeronautical engineering stuff up there. There's some big companies that are, you know, make things that make things fly, right? Yeah, well, you, you have one of the largest, if not the largest, Air Force base in the country. Uh, they're yeah. outside of Dayton, which is uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base, and that's that's huge, uh, absolutely huge facility. Uh, and then you know, again, all of these contracted companies and whatnot um, around that area as well. So, yeah. So I think you mentioned the auto the automotive industry. Nineteen seventy seven was when Honda was the last really big, from my my notes of the article I was reading, um, to come in there and in do a thing like at, at this scale. Cause you know, $20 billion plant. Yeah. You know, it, and the other thing that fascinated me about this, uh, about the story is like, I don't think they're actually going to be able to press a, a, one of these chips out until like 2025. 
Yeah, I imagine it's not a fast process to set up a a chip manufacturing facility because it, you know, it, I would assume by its very nature has to be very sterile uh, and clean. And then again, just the process of making these things yeah. unto itself is, is not simplistic by any means. You know, and I think again, it's, it's smart. I mean, so for folks that don't know, I didn't know this until a few days ago, you know, Samsung is the biggest player. Um, Intel being a, a company over here is the second biggest player and eight out of ch- eight out of 10 chips are made in Asia, which doesn't surprise me with, you know, Samsung's operations and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think two, two things are happening here. One is the realization that these little fucking things go into like everything. I mean, this, these days, everything, right? <laughs> I mean, how many cars, going to back to the cars, I mean, how many cars were sitting like that, you know, basically they were built, all they needed was like a chip in them or, you know, they probably have like, you know, 70 chips in them to be able to be sold and actually work because these little chips, you know, whether yeah, or not it's safety control, supply chain belts, disruptions radios. we had and whatnot. Yeah. There were, there were a lot of cars just sitting in lots waiting for a couple of key components. Uh, so yeah. And it, it and, and, and again, a lot of other things, I mean, from, from vacuums to, I mean, we've covered, you know, the, the internet of things, so your refrigerators and, you know, coffee makers and like the, they're in everything, you know, in terms of doing a thing. And, and we'll get to why that's kind of cool that they're in everything and why it's an interesting technology after the break. But, um, I see this as a sort of a strategic thing with reading through this article and there's some of, you know, okay, you know, America's going to do a thing, but but really, this is an, an American company that's also looking to, you know, perhaps do something in, in Europe and a couple of other locations. And I think we've mentioned this before based on, you know, whether or not that's climate change or, or whatever goes on globally. The ability for some of these companies to be able to, you know, have have something open in, in one place when it can't be in another place is pretty strategically smart, I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and not to mention just the supply chain problems and things. To to have a facility in every major region, you know, can help fill those gaps when they do arise. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot more sense because if yeah. a region gets affected, whether or not that's you know, whatever disease, you know, pandemic, whatever, you know, wind, hurricane, typhoon, you're not, you know, you're not married to just having that location and, you know, snowed in those people can't get to work. And yeah, I think it's, it's kind of smart strategically what's going on yeah. and the demand. And I, I don't think the demand's going away with these. So no, no, I think the demand is going to be ever increasing uh, when it comes to silicone, whether that be chips or implants. Um. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> and to that point, right. Sam, so here I'm just, I just came across another little factoid here in this article. So Samsung says, it will build a $17 billion chip factory facility in Texas. So they're doing the same thing. They're going to, you know, rather than having a one big thing in one place, let's move it around the globe a little bit. So, yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if yeah. uh, Tesla uses Samsung chips in their cars. I mean, it's a good question. It's pure speculation on my part. But <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Interesting. Well, yeah, you want to do a quick break and then come back and we'll actually, we'll go, we'll go further into chips. 
just, yeah. just slightly because the chips get kind of complicated. Sounds good to me. We'll be right back. Sit tight. Welcome back to the 14 questions. We had to uh, take a quick break and uh, answer a question, which I think you answered, right? Which, which question was that? Well, what, what goes into Tesla's? What chips? Oh, I have no idea. I, didn't, I did not look that up during the break. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you said, oh, Samsung goes. Okay, no, we don't know. No, so we no, haven't no. verified that yet. <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing a thing during the break. I thought we were actually being, you know, useful, you know. Whatever. Okay. We'll get, we'll get back to folks. About yeah, sometimes a break is just, you know, use the bathroom, get another beer and go. Right. Yeah. I thought you actually said. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. No, I misheard you. Okay. Whatever. All right, folks, we're talking about chip. Oh, look at that. I guessed correctly. September 23rd, 2021. Samsung, Samsung electronics company, the world's leading chip maker will manufacture Tesla Inc's next generation and um, my web browser just crashed because I have very spotty internet here. But yeah, so that may be. It just when you said Texas, <laughs> I went. I went. I wonder if. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, turns out looks like looks like my speculation was on the money. Correct. Yeah, not a bad guess. So let's talk about chips. Let's let's talk about chips. So uh, Doritos or Wavy Lays? I don't know, man. That's hard. <laughs> I, I, I go, I, I, I go all over the place, right? So sometimes it's like the classic lays. Sometimes it's a wavy that you dip. I yeah, I was going to say it just—it really depends on—is there dip involved, right? Well, and just kind of what mood you're in, and, and like what obnoxious end of the aisle thing are they trying to sell you? Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's yeah. no shortage of of chips in the market Potato today, chip. for sure. And then, no. like you know, last time I went to the casino. Uh, they had a lot of chips there too, uh, but they weren't that tasty. No, well, they can be, they can buy you things, but they can, that they can, right? but on a serious note, we're talking about silicone chips. Yeah. So just the, the chip in general. So I'm, I'm going to go with my reference, right? So I first came across this with K E R A. Okay. News from North Texas. And you know, this is pretty, this is pretty interesting article and well, it's all, it's an article and it's a, it's also like a, a, you know, a thing you can listen to as well. But this fellow who, who apparently just was like, uh, you know, I did a thing. This Jack Kilby guy. So that's K I L B Y. He is accredited for inventing the first chip. I mean, there's lots, I mean, there's a whole other section of like who came up with this, right? Because it's been going on for years. But in 1958, he is accredited for the chip. And the reason I'm going to go with Jack here is because he got a Nobel Prize. 
Which is, you know, maybe you know, a few of these no, other no small people fee. did as well. I think, I think yeah. the argument I mean, probably the, comes down to what, what type <clears> of chip, you know, because like most science and technology development, you're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants and he, he got there first and what we think of as, as modern. Yeah, I, w- I would say that there, there were a few earlier. So in, in th- this was in 1958. So, you know, 56 Silicon Valley, you know, they've got a thing going on. I can go as far back to, you know, you go into semiconductory stuff and the theory of this stuff. And you're looking at, oh, let me push this back. And like the 1833 was the first conceptual stuff that happened. And this is actually a cool site I just came across. And I think the listeners should know it's called the, the Com- Computer History Museum or computerhistory.org. And uh, if you want to geek out on the thing and figure out, you know, semiconductors and the invention of stuff, but the actual chip chip, the little thing that they put into calculators, because this fellow um, worked for Texas Instruments. Yeah. And that was one of the things. So the, the backstory on this, just for, for folks, and I'm, you know, I've got some family down in Texas. I'm, you know, I know Texas, but Texas Instruments isn't from Texas, okay? It's, it's weirdly enough, they were incorporated, I think, what New Jersey, I think I came across, was founded in, sorry, as, as Geophysical Service Incorporated. So they were just a, a thing that was going to go look for oil. And then you, as corporations grow and they do a thing, their field workers were in Texas and they needed like, you know, geo whatever stuff. And they, they started getting a little techie. And then I'm probably, you know, screwing this whole history up, but I'm going to, you know, paraphrase a little bit here. Yeah. So basically take, you get take some liberties, right? Yeah. And they, you know, and they invent some fancy stuff like the transistor radio, like the pocket radio, you know, that you could carry around and, and do a thing. Um, but in the 1950s, these computers that they were they were conceptually building were like just too fucking big. They're like, yeah, we can make a bigger computer, but we need like another, you know, whatever, 100, 300 miles of wire just to do one thing in this computer. Yeah. Again, I'm paraphrasing. But yeah, they were, they were a bit large. Yeah, so apparently Jack came to work for for um, Texas Instruments, and there was a mandatory two week vacation that everyone had to take during some time in the summer. I think whatever, and um, he was a brand new hire, so he wasn't allowed to you know take this vacation because they had just hired him. So he he sat around for like two weeks, and he was like, "Hey, I, th- I think I came up with a thing." When everybody came back. You know, it's fabricated from semiconductor material. And it was like, well, if we need wires, we can just, you know, basically, basically put them on this little thing and carve them in and right. Little solder. Yeah. And just does it get in, more in, integrate them into the thing itself. Yeah. Like, why are we using wires? We could just draw a line and in this material and solder, solder, go and fit all the wires in this little thing. Now, this guy, he's, he's an interesting character. I mean, apparently when the, when the Nobel committee called him, there's some famous quote where he was like, you know, they, they asked him, what, what did you do after they called, called you? And he was like, I, I went and made myself a coffee. Like he was just like, he, he, he just was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I did a thing, but I, he didn't yeah. see it as that big, but it's just kind of shrugged, shrugged he, it off and went, Hey, it's just another day at the job for me. I didn't realize I was revolutionizing, you know, 
everything in the world, <laughs> essentially. Well, I'm, I mean, essentially, right? Because so, and again, this guy, you know, he, he goes, he gets his, his, his Nobel award. And I think his, his speech was like, thank you. And people were like, did you have a longer speech? And he was like, yeah, thank you very much. It was my longer speech. Like, and hailed himself a cab. They had a, they had a fucking limousine for him. They're like, dude, you did a thing. He's like, no, it's not that big of a thing. It's just doing my job, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm but, good. Thanks. Thanks for your prize. Wasn't really competing yep. for anything. And, uh, yeah, it's fine. But that, the, the Kira report that I came across, right? So it's, um, let me look for the title of this. It's cause it's got, this is a good article. Like anybody who's into tech should probably read this. So this article came out, it was published in September 12th, 2014 at 12 01 AM. And then but there's a specific reason, I'm sure. It's by Eric um, Assen. Um, on this day in 1958, a TI engineer invented a chip that would change the world. And, you know, they go on to, they go on to, go, they go on to like the whole idea that we we're going to go to the moon. They couldn't have done that unless they had this, this chip thing that they could put in a rocket. Like, and now, and now they're, now they're in fucking everything, right? Yeah, for sure. So. But you can't you can't mention Kel, Kilby without mentioning a guy by the name of Robert Noyce. I, I I was I was looking down my notes, Brandon. I wrote his name down as Bob Noyce. Yeah, I mean that'd be fair right? too, right? But I have a big arrow and I've got parentheses and a thing. And yes, to your point, yes, you got to mention him because you know he's he's definitely part of this evolution. Well, yeah, so Kilby came up with one one design. Noyce came up with another, and, and truly most modern technology relies on Noyce's design, which isn't surprising since he was the uh, the founder of a little company we call Intel. Yes, he is attributed under the reading that I was doing. He saw a thing, it's brilliant, how do you manufacture it? So... Basically, he solved the manufacturing by adjusting a thing. That's my cursory understanding of this. But yes, we would have to circle back around to. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like you can't, yeah. you can't not mention him. I don't think. Correct. No, it, it wouldn't be fair not to because you know, again, these things are in everything. So. But that's about as deep as I think we should get tonight, I think, because it, it just gets complicated after this. Because now, you know, I've come across some fairly big arguments in the in the interwebs about some attri attribution or, or, sorry, attributes that people are claiming or claiming this, that, or the other. But these are really the sort of the founders of the foundational thing that, yeah, you they, know, it is in everything these days. Yeah, so. they, they created the monster, and then since then... Uh, yeah, lots, lots of conflict and patent filings and everything else over the years, yeah. which we'll probably touch on at some point in time. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to truly to a deep dive, right? Thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyhow, you got anything else to add? You know, anybody in Ohio that's going to, um, you know, be working for Intel anytime soon? I mean, actually, maybe a couple of people. That might end up cool. over in that neck of the woods, depending. I have to make some phone calls. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on a thing. So, cool. You want to leave it there? Yeah, I think that's a good jumping off point. All right.
until next week, time. This week, so until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. Questions podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Shit.